Welcome to the Businesses Start Here podcast, hosted by David Viliotti and Viliotti and Associates. We're here to talk with business owners and business experts to inspire and encourage entrepreneurs. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Businesses Start Here podcast. It's going to be another solo episode. Uh, you just have me to listen to today. We'll be back with uh, some of the normal uh, interview style podcast uh, in a week or two. Uh, but there's something really on my on my heart today that I wanted to share with you. Um, it's actually Sunday night. Give you a little bit behind the scenes information on the podcast here. We usually record sometime during the week, and then on the weekend is when I start to edit things. Um, and I knew I wanted to do a solo podcast this week, but I I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. Uh, and I went to church this morning, and I'm stealing my pastor's uh, name for his his uh, sermon this morning. It was no plan B. And as soon as uh, as soon as I heard that. Uh, I started thinking about my own entrepreneurial journey and what no plan B is meant for me. Um, so most people, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but when I left uh, my six-figure job uh, in corporate America and started my own business, I had $1,000 in monthly recurring revenue, and that was it. I had planned on waiting a whole another eight months to start the business, so I left my job in May and planned on leaving my job in the following January. The reason for that is as a tax accountant uh, and an accountant in general, January through April is our busy season. That's when a lot of our finances come in. We do a lot of tax returns during that period. And um, that's just the, the cycle of the business. You see a lot more financial increase in the first four months of the year than you do the rest of the year. So that being said, I left the job, wasn't planning on it. A couple things happened that didn't force me to leave the job, but I knew it was time for me to leave the job at that point. So we're looking at $1,000 a month in, in revenue, more than that in expenses, obviously, um, because a couple of things that happened, we had um, some older people, some teenagers living in our house um, that were expensive. Part of the reason I started the business on the side was to help cover some of the expenses that we were seeing uh, due to taking some additional uh mouths to feed into the house. Um, so once that happened, um, finances got tight. We didn't have a lot in savings at that point either, but I knew in my heart that it was time for me to start this business. So we took the leap, a lot of fear involved. I don't like to admit that, but there was a lot of fear and a lot of entrepreneurs are going to see fear when you start a business, but we had absolutely no backup plan. Yeah, I could probably go find another job, uh, but I told my boss, uh, the boss before my final boss, that she was going to be my last boss ever because I loved her, but I couldn't stand working for somebody else. So in my mind, going back to corporate America is not, was not, and won't be an option for me. I'm an entrepreneur. There's a reason that I felt the angst I felt, not only in right before I left to take on the job I took on, or to start my business, but in pretty much every job I'd ever have. It wasn't normal angst of didn't didn't enjoy the job or maybe some days it got down. It was an angst that I did enjoy what I was doing, but there was something more that I was supposed to be doing. So no backup plan was really uh, instrumental to us because I would have quit many times along the way. I promise you that. There have been many opportunities for, for me to, to look at where we are financially, look at some of the difficulties we're having in the business and just give up. But not having that backup plan, saying, I'm all in on this. This is what I'm doing. 
everything else is gone. It has served me well. It's not advice you hear very often. Um, like our pastor said this morning, one of the people in our church who left his job to, to do a similar on a similar path, Jeff Hancher, uh, who was on the podcast, is a planner, just like me. He likes to plan things. He likes to have a plan of an action step. Um, you heard him say that you should start your business part-time and then proof of concept and take it full-time. He similarly to me started it part-time, didn't quite have that proof of concept yet, but knew that it was the time to make the change. Um, so not having a backup plan wasn't even something I did intentionally. It was just because of the burden of starting this business and knowing what my strengths were and they weren't as an employee, they're as a business owner. So when you start your business, you're going to be faced with challenges. It's part of the deal. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the challenges we faced and are still facing and tell you why not having a backup plan has helped me stay in the race as long as I have. So we started the business full-time in May of 2018. Uh, what had happened in my previous job is I had a boss I really loved working for. Well, I loved her, liked the job I was doing, but still knew that there was something more I needed to be doing. So I started the firm part-time to start paying for some of the bills that we incurred, as I talked about earlier, with uh, some of the, the extra people we had in our house. Um, I realized very quickly that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to own my own business. I knew it from a young age. When I was in middle school, I'd always said I wanted to open a restaurant. So I'd always had this entrepreneur dream inside of me, uh, but I never pursued it. Not sure why I hadn't until now, but it's just something that the opportunity presented itself and I, I decided to take it. So May of 2018, first thing I do, we had a, a trip planned uh, to go to Disney with the family. So actually that first week uh, after I left my job, uh, no business got done. I remember taking one phone call on the shuttle from the airport to, to the resort, uh, but that was it for the whole week. Um, I had Debbie who had been helping me and is on my team currently. She wasn't working for me full time, but she had volunteered to help a little bit while I was gone so I could forward all the calls to her. Um, but that was it. We had $1,000 a month coming in, more than that in expenses, pretty much nothing in savings. And I don't recommend to anybody to start the way we did with no revenue and no savings. You need at least one or the other, preferably both. Um, so fast forward to October, we're out of money. We have five, I think we had $1,000 in the bank at that point. Perfect time to quit. It's not working out. It's been five months. We didn't have a plan going into this. We are where we are. We need to find something, some way to make money. So obviously I did um, I did some things like driving Uber um, and later on I would do Amazon Flex, things like that, just to try to keep the business afloat because I knew the long-term goal and I had no plan B. Um, but then that October, um, this is my testimony as well. So we gave it an offering. We gave half of the money we had. We had $1,000, we gave 500 of it. Within a week, I had never done extended tax returns before for my firm. I had over, I think it was over $7,000 worth of extended tax work come in within a week of that, giving that offering. Um, so we kept going. Obviously, we had the money now. Still did a little bit of Uber on the side just to try to stay ahead of it. And we've been doing that for a while, actually. Um, got through, got to the January, and uh, things were going great during tax season. Started increasing our monthly revenue. I think we we're up to about 4000 now. Um, brought on someone to help out for tax season. They helped out. 
uh, didn't work out quite as planned, so so they didn't stay around long after tax season. But then also we brought Debbie on towards the end of tax season because things weren't working out the way we thought they would, um, and, and brought Debbie on, and she's been with us full time ever since. Uh, one funny story related to that is when I was calculating her pay, uh, it was the middle of tax season. I was working literally from 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. every single day. Uh, knew I needed help in the the throes of tax season. Uh, made a mistake on my calculation and only calculated paying Debbie once a month instead of twice a month. Uh, so we had to dig ourselves out of that hole because I was expecting to pay one thing. And then before the tax season ended, basically the tax season money was almost dried up. So, again, we're uh, probably just June or so, and we're pretty much out of money again. Uh, working with Debbie, uh, she was amazing. She let me pay her half pay for a week and kind of pay her weekly for a little while and kind of do some things to help with the cash flow. We weren't taking payment. Um, we had to manage some some personal bills and things. And, and you'll hear a lot of entrepreneur stories uh, where, depending on what stage of life they're in, they may go through a foreclosure. They may go through financial difficulty, uh, have trouble providing for the family. And that's something that we went through. Uh, our house at one point was in foreclosure. And this is the first time I've spoken publicly about it. And especially as a CPA, it's not something that, that I take pride in, but it is something that happened to us. Um, you can say it was a bad decision for us to start the business at that point, And probably then it was. Um, but we knew what the vision of our firm was. We knew that God had placed this vision in us. Um, and we we're going to see it through until either we burned everything down, which we came very close to, or until we got to to the point we're just about at now. Um, so we get through to about June, and then we get a big client. Um, did some some significant project work for him, brought us all the way again through to January to tax season. Um, and these were points along the way where I really felt if I had another option. I would have quit. I would have done something else. Um, I would have gotten a, a full-time job somewhere and tried to make it go at it part-time with the business again, hiring somebody and letting them run it. But the business isn't going to run itself. I would still need to be involved. And if I'm working full-time, I don't have the capacity to be involved during the day when my staff would be working or when my clients would be needing me. So not having that plan B, kind of taking it out of our mind, uh, is what really helped us. We had no backup plan. We had the plan that God had given us and the plan that we had put on paper. And that was all we had. So we struggled through that again, get through. So that was uh, 2019. Uh, we all know what happened in, in 2020. So we were growing the business. We were adding new clients every month. We were just about at break even and then the pandemic happened. Um, and financially, that actually turned out to be a, a good thing for us. So we got through, we got the tax season because of the, the large clients that we'd taken on uh, for just a short-term project. We brought on some other clients and the pandemic happened. We lost two clients due to financial stress because of the pandemic. One was an in-home remodeler. They're not going to anybody's houses. They got all their business through trade shows. Trade shows, for the most part, are just starting to come back. Um, so we started building trying to rebuild the business again, but there's no networking happening. So we didn't add any new clients for most of 2020. Uh, a few at the tail end. Um, we helped a lot of people with the PPP loans, um, got a PPP loan ourselves. Um, took advantage of the stimulus payments that were received and were able to, to kind of 
get everything going. So we had enough money to get again to January 1st. Um, so now we're in January 1st, 2020. Um, just barely made it by the skin of our teeth. Um, and tax season comes and we're doing pretty well. Um, and we're in 2021 now. So we're, we're just what nine months ago. So we get through tax season. We've got a, an influx of money. We did some PPP loans. We got some funding from the government for doing those PPP loans. They're called agent fees. Uh, we got a PPP loan ourselves. So we had a, a, a pretty healthy influx of cash. Um, but in December of 2020, uh, we, I made the decision to start hiring another employee because what I find is, I'm good at the big picture. My employees are usually good at the, the details, which is what is needed in the position that we're in. And as the firm has been growing and we're adding new clients, my ability and time to take on those small details is deteriorating. Um, so again, before we could afford to, uh, we brought somebody on intentionally. Um, another thing that happened at the end of 2020 that helped us kind of stem the tide financially is uh, there was a client that I was working with that we did a, a large project for up front. And for that, he gave me part of his business. And that business sold in December of 2020. And we got uh, a payment that was probably about half of or a third of the, the salary of the person we brought on. So we had plans to use that for other things for the business. But because of the need in the business, we brought this, we brought Ashley on and, and has been phenomenal ever since and has really helped turn the key um, as far as technology and as far as uh, really fine tuning some of the, the details that we're looking at for our clients and, and as a firm. So we get through the pandemic, we finished tax season, which actually ended May this year instead of the usual April. Um, and we have an influx of cash, but I see that we're about $7,000 short every month because we brought a new employee. Uh, we moved into an office because we had a new employee. I didn't want them coming to our house, which which wouldn't have been appropriate for them. So we got a, a, a Regis type office, uh, a small office, um, and actually added a second one a little bit later in the year. Uh, but I saw we were, we were cash flow negative for a long period of time, um, and we weren't going to make it through the end of the year. Uh, so we started adding business. We, we got a little more aggressive because things were starting to open up. We added business. But I noticed in, since COVID, the sales cycle was taking a lot longer than it used to. I used to be able to meet somebody on a Friday and have them close probably by the next Friday. We'd be working with them pretty quickly, start getting paid pretty quickly. Uh, but COVID came and destroyed that. There was somebody I met with in March or in April of 2020. We didn't start working with them until uh, probably May of 2021. So it's, it, it kind of killed our pipeline at times. Some of the people we were working on went away because their business went away. It just, it, you can't manage the business at times if you don't know what's going on with your cash flow. If, if what you used to do produced results in weeks and now it's taking months, if not over a year, it's tough to manage the business. So we had these projections based on pre-COVID and we adjusted them a little bit uh, because we thought things would be slower after COVID, uh, but we didn't adjust them enough. Uh, so we're bringing clients on as much as we can, as quickly as we can, trying to keep that quality. We don't want to grow too quickly because we're going to lose quality because it takes a while to get a client ramped up in, in our industry. Uh, so as we bring these clients on, um, Ashley's doing a phenomenal job of getting them up and running as quickly as possible, but we still can't bring them up quickly enough to get us to a break-even point. We're about $7,000 short each month. 
Um, so then uh, in August of 2020, I get a phone call from a friend at 8.30 on a Wednesday night. And I'm thinking to myself, why would he be calling me this late at night? And as the phone's ringing, I remember I bought a raffle ticket from him. Um, and he was calling to tell me that we'd want a car. So when I say God's timing is perfect and people, people say that all the time, I have experienced that every single year in this business, that as we're about to run out of money, God blesses us with something. Usually it's blessing us with some work to do to earn the money, but this time it was just a gift handed to us. And since we did that, we ended up, obviously, since money was an issue, we didn't keep the car. Uh, we did take cash for it, and we're putting a good bit of that into the business to help fund the business as well as taking care of some things personally that we need to. Um, but God's timing was so good with this because we were just about out. I hadn't taken a paycheck in about six weeks, um, and we usually get them basically every two weeks. It's twice a month. Um, and it just, it just blessed us. It allowed us to get through. And as within a, a month of that happening, so we're in October now, um, we started adding new clients, bigger clients than we ever had before. We started bringing clients on that, um, that, that we've been working on for months since February. We had a client we've been working on since February, signed in September, right after we got the call about the car. So things just started snowballing for us. And we're finally in a point where we're just about at that break even, but we have enough cash in the bank now to get us to survive until we get to break even. So we're, when I say don't have a backup plan, it's not something you hear very often, but it's something that whether it's a literal don't have a backup plan or having a backup plan that you have, if X, Y, Z happens, break the glass, use this plan, go back to work, whatever it is, um, it's critically important to be all into what you're doing. Entrepreneurship is hard. I gave you a quick few examples of what we've gone through, um, and it has not been easy. Within the first year, my wife and I probably had 15, 20 conversations about, is it time for us to stop? Um, and each time, every other time, I was on one side and she was on the other. And ultimately, we decided it's not time to stop. We know what the plan for this business is. We have a vision for the long term. These bumps and dips and, and things along the way are just that. The dip is higher now than the height than the, the top was before. So keep the end in mind in terms of what the ultimate goal and vision of your business is. But have that backup plan so far out of your mind if you actually have one that it's not even an option to you because you're going to want to break the class and use that emergency plan almost daily. There are moments every day where you're thinking, am I even good at this? Why am I doing this? Imposter syndrome is a real thing, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you have nobody else to turn to at your organization because you're at the top. But also make sure you have a sounding board. Uh, I'm lucky enough that when I very first started, I, I joined a group of people that also owned their own businesses, had B2B businesses, were a little bit farther on their journey than I was. And when I said XYZ happened to me, they said, yeah, we've been there too. Here's what we did. Or that really sucks. It's going to be painful for a while, but you're going to get out of it. It happened to me. I got out of it. It's just nice to be able to talk to people who understand and speak your language. So 
as you start your journey, the reason I felt a burden to share this today um, is because I feel like we're finally getting to that good spot. I feel like we're finally past some of the issues we had, but I know, and I'm going to come back and look at this, watch this, this video or, or this podcast in a few months and say, we thought we were past this. You're always going to have a challenge come up. That's why it takes special people to be entrepreneur. I think everybody should do it, but I also know that not everybody has um, the drive. It takes a lot of internal drive. So if you're on the fence about it, my recommendation, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to start a business, you need to be all in on that business and give it everything you have. There may be areas of your life that suffer. Most entrepreneurs have an area of their life that suffer. And you need to determine what the most important things in your life are. For me, it's God, family, and business. What is it for you? Is business on there? It doesn't have to be. But if it's not, you shouldn't start a business. If it is, you should. So make sure you know what you can and can't sacrifice. And I'll be sure to share our progress as we go. And I can't wait to hear some of the stories of your success as you grow. And until next time, this is Dave Villiotti, host of the Businesses Start Here podcast. And I hope sharing my story helped encourage, educate, and inspire you. Thanks for listening to the Businesses Start Here podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by today's podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Please send us an email at podcast at villiotti.com. That's podcast at V-I-L-L-I-O-T-T-I dot com. And be sure to share, like, and comment all of our content.